Welcome everyone to another episode of Keys in D Minor. I'm your host Keyshawn. I'm your other host Nige. In this episode, we will be talking about Nikki and Little Baby back-to-back singles, Bussin and Do We Have a Problem. We also will be discussing J. Cole and Dreamville and also who's going to be dropping this year and who's not going to be dropping this year. Then after a couple of back and forth talking about little music debates, we're gonna sit down with Sac State athlete slash musician Prince Washington about his journey as a Sac State football player and his come up in music so far. Let's get into it. All right, so the queen of hip hop is back. Nicki Minaj has dropped two singles in two weeks, both featuring the prince of hip hop right now, Lil Baby. And I just want to know, Key, what do you think about them? All right, so I think Bussin' dropped last night. It was cool. It that, was, that's it? It was cool. I feel like we start every pot off this way. Like, yeah, it was all right, man. It was, it it was, was fine. Cool. It was. Uh, but the single they dropped last week, uh, Do We Have a Problem? Now nah, I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. Uh, the the beat, the instrumental, the the lyrics, is it was dope. Um, ba- Lil Baby is has been going on a uh, terror he's, he's going in. Um, he's him. Yeah, he he's real nice. And uh, I think that was a great collab between those two. And uh, it's kind of funny because I think you were uh, alluding to, uh, you know, that song, was it Fifi? Yeah. Look, hold on. But before we get into this, I need to I need to call you out just a little bit. All right. Because, you know, we do this show, we talk, you know, for y'all, but obviously we had to have these conversations a little bit before the pod starts. Right. And I just feel like when the first, the same, what's the, do we have a problem? Do we have a when problem? When do we have a problem initially dropped, you were all, eh, this is some mid- and now you're like, what a great song, solid song, way better than the next song. Can I know it changed for you? And then we could talk about my little my little bussin' rant. Right. So, you know, I gave it a listen. You know, I just listened to it once, and from first listen, I didn't really like it. But I I gave it a few more chances, and I was I turned I turned it out. It turned out that I really liked it. Yeah. Um, so I think that's probably the case with bussin' as well. I listened to it one time. Didn't really like it, so I'll see if I can give it a few more chances and see if it'll grow on me. Okay. So, do we have a problem? Is better than busting to you, but there's room to grow with you and busting. Yeah. That was a weird sentence. But all right. So, um, so as for my thoughts on the two singles, I would I would say this: I like busting way better than Do We Have a Problem, but I don't think that Do We Have a Problem is a bad song. Right. Um, the thing that I like about Do We Have a Problem is that. I don't. I just find it so interesting. Like these older, experienced artists kind of have to play ball with like the little babies of the world. I just feel like little baby on that track is way more comfortable than Nikki is. Right. Now Nikki's a goat, so she can adjust. But sometimes it just seems funny, you know, when the you know the acts that have been doing this for 10, 15 years, you know, they're they're having to adjust now. Like Nikki's been at the top of the mountain for a long time. You know, don't get me wrong, but. Like I don't, I mean I'm I don't know if this was like it started off as a little baby song and then Nikki was like hey let's work or if Nikki had this in the tuck the whole time but it sounds like a song I would have enjoyed much more if like my boy Gunna did the hook that Nikki did and we know that Gunna and Nikki aren't comparable as artists really right. but you know but do you know what I'm saying I know what you're saying like it seems like she's kind of trying to you know capture that sound that you know we would take you know from some younger artists and think like oh this is great but when Nikki does it it feels just a little off do you think that's maybe why you didn't like it at first. Probably, you know, like, um, Lil Baby is like the new age of rap, you know, uh, to me, uh, he's been going on out 
like that little the little Wayne Terror when he used to just hop on everybody's songs. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's there. He's, he's hot right now. You know, so to me it felt like you know she's like, all right, I'm gonna come back like out of retirement basically. And I was like, who was the first person that you know is hot right now? And I would make a song with. And I saw, I thought she thought of little baby mm-hmm. in that instance. Um, yeah. Okay. And. I have like a separate little baby tear that we don't have time for in today's episode because we have so much to get to. Right. But we will have this discussion because I, I'm, I'm a huge little baby fan, and the thing I like about him the most is it feels like he gets better every year. Yeah. Like he doesn't settle. He's been hot since like what 2018. Mm-hmm. He's been, but he's only been rapping since 2017. Right. So 2017, he got out of prison and just started to make rap music, and a year later he was hot. Drake hopped on, yes, indeed. He could have just settled there. We've seen a lot of people get, like, you know, the little Drake stimulus package and then, right. you know, be hot for a year and like then fumble it. JB? Yeah. Yeah. But then what <laughs> happens is Lil Baby hopping on tracks with Drake now and outdoing him every single time. Yes. That's another thing. We're going to have a, that's like, we're going to have a little bit, we might even have, like, a little Baby whole segment one day. Not today, though. Right. But, so, Lil Baby, um, he can't have a, he can't miss. Right. As you were saying, he's on that Lil Wayne type feature run. So, he kind of carries a... Do we have a problem for me? But I respect Nikki. Oh no, for, I agree. Mm-hmm. I definitely agree. And then as for Bussin, which for me, which we, <laughs> you kind of spoiled a little bit. My bad. You kind of ruined the take, but <laughs> I mean, to me, Bussin is kind of just like Fifi 2.0, but in the sense that 2.0 is actually an upgrade. Right. Because when Fifi came out, that's a song that you know Nicki Minaj did with Takashi Six Nine. That's another. That's another one of those topics. That's that's a whole separate pod. I, right. He's like he he could have ruined hip hop for real. He was this close. He he almost did it. He almost ruined hip hop single handedly for real. But um, he was hot, and you know he linked with Nicki, and they did what they had to do, and they got a number one single off of it. But I'm just hoping that Bustin has the same commercial success as that, so mm. it can kind of erase Fifi in her catalog for me, and we can get to a song that's actually good because they're actually rapping on this. You know what I mean? Right. I feel like they kept like the beat was similar and they kept the same tempo, but in the other one they was just saying where it's like Fifi, I'm my Kiki, I e in Waikiki, I e like you know that's not that's not doing it for me. But they're keeping the same tempo in this song, you know, but actually saying something, and it really made me like the pairing because it just made me start thinking about musically, like these are like I feel like if there was like a Hall of Fame for like speed rapping. Like a double time Hall of Fame, I think Little Baby. Little Baby's already there. He's only been out five years, but I already would put him there. And like Nikki, I mean, we already know what she can do. She's never not been comfortable, you know, rapping fast, you know, switching tempo mid song, stuff like that. And so it just, you could kind of hear how much the pairing makes sense. And it makes me wish we've heard more of them. And it makes me hopeful that we'll hear more of them together. So my question is, you know, they dropped these two back to back singles. Do you think that they would be a good pairing for a collab album? See, like just because people work good together, does that mean we need the collab album every time? I mean, like it worked for Lil Baby and Lil Durk, Drake, Future, um, Kanye, Jay Z, but I'm not saying that they're on that level. Yeah, and that they don't have a rapport like that. But well, in my mind, I'm gonna say they like one for two or like one point five for two. Okay, you know they're not. I think they they do make a good pairing, but like I was saying, I like the way they were rapping on Bussin. Right. But see, they proved on the first track they did together. That they can also do that iffy, you know, mm-hmm. like like Baby and Dirk, they work because it doesn't really. You could change the beat, you could change the feature artist. Yep. You know what I mean? You could change the situation. How much time is on the track? How long is it? And it's gonna be a good hit no matter what. Right. Baby and Gunna, 
even more chemistry, in my opinion, even though I love, you know, what Baby and Dirk kind of represent right now. Right. You know, they call themselves the voice of the heroes. And, and Lil Baby is the hero because he saved that first track with Nicki. Man. And Bustin' is, it's like, it's the best thing I heard this week, honestly. It's a great way to start my morning hearing it. But I just don't know if Baby and Nicki are there yet. Right. But, you know, if they want to link up every once in a while and make more songs like Bustin', maybe a little longer or something. I'll, I'll be here for that, but the collab album, I don't know. And especially because of where they're at, I'm ready to hear Nicki just drop an album, you know, for herself right now. And because Baby collaborates with so many people, he's gone on the feature run and just had a collab album drop last year. Like, I think it's time for him to come back again yeah. with just a, this is a little Baby project. Yeah, most definitely. So, we're going to talk about J. Cole for a minute. Um, J. Cole has been consistently going on a feature run. I like to date it back to 2018, but uh, last year he dropped the offseason, and he also did a couple of features uh, with, you know, Joyner Lucas and um, Lil TJ and Boss. And just recently he just dropped a feature with uh, YG. Oh. YG and Moneybag Yo. Yeah. And he dropped another feature with... uh, Benny the Butcher from Griselda. Right. Um, man. <laughs> that's that's real rap. Not to be those guys, because like I think a lot of thing a lot more things qualify as quote unquote real rap than people like to give it credit for. Right. But like that that's real rap. <laughs> that's they they went off on that song. I love that song. Eureka, Einstein on the brink of the theory of relativity. Really no MC equal. Feel me cold. Man, when J. Cole hopped on that that verse with Benny the Butcher and just just he's at God God status of rap right now, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, just the analogies and the way he just puts words together just you know, just has me like Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but in your opinion, which one of you know, this which one of these features from like, you know, the last maybe four or five years have been your favorite? Oh, ooh. That was in the show notes key. That yeah, was that was not was. in the pre-production meeting. <laughs> um, I like, I like the one he did with J Rock. What was it? Out, yes, of sight, out of sight, out of, of mind. mind. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's the one. I like that one the best. Like, if you in this situation, I haven't had time to think about it because right. you're right. He has been on a crazy feature run. Um, so really, it could be one of any fifteen, you know, for me, but. Like, if I'm just forced to pick, I'll pick that one. But I really need to give it more thought. Right. Now, because you did that to me, I'm going to go ahead and tell on you. So I know that you have a deeper thing, though, about this J. Cole thing where it's like, the feature run is great. Can't wait. He dropped an album last year. Might drop one this year. All of that is cool. But. His label. Yes. All right. So now. We could talk about Ari Lennox first. So Ari Lennox just recently, um, if you don't know who Ari Lennox is, she's the basically the first lady of Dreamville, uh, R&B uh, singer, soul, great. She dropped Shea Butter Baby back in 2019, which is outstanding. Um, but just recently, uh, she's been going through it. Um, she's been asked, she's asked, she's tweeted to be dropped from her label, basically. And... Uh, she says she recognizes that she doesn't have any hits and yeah, basically just to be dropped from her label. Also, um, earth gang duo out of Atlanta. 
they were supposed to drop an album on J. Cole's birthday that they tweeted last year. They said we're going to drop the same day J. Cole drops. Which is? January 28th. Okay. <laughs> Shout out to that song if you guys don't know it. Um, yeah, but they've been hyping it up for, you know, the past year. And when it comes time to drop, they weren't able to because their album wasn't cleared at the time. And that just makes me wonder, like, you know, what's going on with Dreamville? Because obviously, you know, the top head honcho, J. Cole, is eaten. But uh, what about the rest of his label mates? You know what I mean? Right. Um, Jid is probably, like, going to break out this year, to me, in my opinion. He has more monthly listeners than J. Cole, but, you know, is he is he successful? Uh, or, you know, the lesser-known people like Cause and... I'm not saying that Boz is lesser known, but Boz and all of them, they're not at the success that J. Cole is at right now. Right. Um, and will they ever get there is my is my question, you know what I mean? Right. Um I just feel like he has a lot of dope artists in the label, and um, I feel like, you know, they can be great, but is he helping them get there is my, is my question. Obviously, you know, he introduced introduces them in a way in Re Revenge of the Dreamers 3, you know what I mean, to gain all that exposure. But, you know, I don't know. You know, it's a, it's a sticky situation in Dreamville right now. But, you know, what are your thoughts on that? Well, yeah, I mean, it's an interesting situation for sure. I think anytime you're talking about, you know, like these superstar rap labels where it's, you know, maybe an artist like J. Cole at the top, or uh, Kendrick at the top, although, you know, with him with Top Dog Entertainment, it's a little bit different because, you know, like Kendrick is like the top artist on that label, but it's 100% ran by like, you know, you know, manager Top Dog, you yeah, know what I mean? Top. So it's a, it's a little bit of a different situation. I know that Dreamville has, you know, Ebe over there, but does he, do you know if he runs things or if J. Cole runs things or is just the face of the label? Because that could play into it too, right? Right. It's like, how does... Like, how does that go? Because there is the opportunity and there is the exposure. But I think sometimes the way these situations play out is, you know, over time, whether the superstar artists are running them themselves, which most of the time they're probably not. Like, there's always a, you know, person in the chair, so to speak, that's, like, really running things. And it's like, what are they prioritizing? Because at the end of the day, you know, the the managers of these uh you know, these labels, like, their loyalty might be to whoever the biggest artist is on it because that's how it got started sometimes. So, like, regardless, I think it's a little bit of a tricky situation where you might you might be excited to sign under an OVO, a TD, a Dreamville, but as the years go by, if you don't hit a certain level of stardom under them, then you kind of just end up in the basement right. and just, you know, one of the, you know, you, you become a role player, basically. So I don't... I don't necessarily know what the solution is or if it's a great opportunity or a horrible opportunity. Um, but, yes, yeah, it's, it's tough over there right now because it's interesting. You know, we can talk about, oh, Cole's on a feature run, da 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 But then, like, you know, what are his other artists on his label doing? Right, exactly. But it's a lot of talent over there. I love the Dreamville compilation albums and, you know, all that. That's, I mean, that's easy. Right, Revenge of the Dreamers 3 was the most collaborative album of all time. You know what I mean? Over a hundred producers and like literally, artists. yeah. Like, is that the real? That's the real. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So, three artists that you think. Oh, the game. Yeah. Yeah, we got a game. All right. So I'm gonna name. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me you to go, go first? You can go first. All right. So basically, 
what we're going to do is we're going to name three different artists and ask the other person if they think they're going to drop an album this year or not. All right. You ready? Yep. Okay. So if I told you that Kendrick is dropping an album this year, would you believe me? Yes. Why? It's been, what, 2018 was... Was that damn? 2017. 2017. It's been five years, bro. It's been five years, yes. So I feel like he's due for a uh, album release this year. He's performing in the Super Bowl. Uh huh. Um, you know, he released that statement that, you know, TDE, like, this is going to be his last album, basically. So I feel like it's coming soon this year. Yeah, most definitely. This is recorded before the Super Bowl, by the way. So if that boy drop a <laughs> album, you know, right after his performance or something, don't. <laughs> hey. All right. If I told you that. Rihanna was dropping the album this year. Would you believe me? No. Why? She is what a millionaire, billionaire, billionaire, now? billionaire. Yeah, she don't she don't need another album. She good. So she's just good. She's chilling. Yeah, and she got a baby. She good. <laughs> but what if that? What if that inspires some new form of music? What if? Well, honestly, does she really need to make music anymore now that she's a billionaire and she has a what makeup company? She sells lingerie. She don't really need the music anymore, to be honest. If you really think about it. Okay. Uh, what if I told you that Travis Scott was dropping an album this year with everything he has going on? Mm. Would tricky. you believe me? I would say yeah, just because like, you know, like you said, all things that you know was going on with him. I would say he would drop one just to kind of distract people from. Well, not even distract people. It's just I'm not sure when Dream felt Dream. Not sorry. Like you know, J. Cole right now. <laughs> I'm, still thinking, I'm still thinking about uh J. Cole. But uh Astroworld, I'm not sure how long ago that was, but twenty eighteen? You know, no, the uh the Oh, fest. you mean the actual the oh the festival yeah. last year? Yeah. Towards the end of the year, probably like probably like October or something. Yeah, so I would say he would drop this year, probably like towards the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I could see it as a reason not to drop though. Right. He has a True. huge PR fire on his hands. You know, a lot of people you know, got, you know, heard at the concert. A lot of people died at the concert. And, you know, it's not to, you know, put it 100,000% on him. There were other factors at play there. But, you know, you know, the option could also just be to lay low. Right. You know, it seems like, you know, the public doesn't feel like the public is all the way with him right now. And maybe, and, you know, you know, music can be, you know, a little political. So maybe that affects the numbers. And maybe he would just, maybe he needs to go on his little PR tour first before he drops. Right. But, uh, I wasn't supposed to give my opinion on that. I was supposed to just ask you a question. It's all good. All right, so you ask me the three artists. All right, three artists for you. SZA this year. Would I believe you? Um, I would, but like I'm, I'm leaning more towards yes. But there's that 15, 10 percent of no there just off what we was just talking about, right? Mm. Like she's on TDE. They got a lot of artists over there. Another artist is due. Kendrick's almost as due as her, if not more. Right. So it's like, how are they going to run this? I hope she drops this year, but I don't know. Kanye this month. This month? Absolutely not. He's lying. Anytime he says he's going to drop something within the next two weeks, it has not come out. Um, I know it's supposed to be Donda 2, and Future's supposed to be executive producing, and I think it's all a lie. But whenever he drops, I'll listen. I'm sure it'll be great. All right, and then last one, Frank Ocean this year. <laughs> no. <laughs> Frank's not dropping. No? Okay. I, I think it's funny with Frank Ocean because uh, 
you know, he'll go ghost like for years. Like his whole career. Yeah, and he has just two albums. Come back and just but drop when, a classic. But you can't. I feel like you can't even say come back with him because he really only came back once, right? Yeah. He dropped Blonde, and I was like a junior in high school, and then like that's it. And I'm finna graduate. He, he did now. drop a album before that too. That like that visual, visual album. album. Yeah. But that's still one comeback. True. But you got to do it in multiple years. Well, it looks like he's about to do it again. <laughs> How does it look like that? Well, he did drop a couple of singles last year. I think he dropped two singles a year before that. Like when he dropped Biking. Yeah, Three. Biking and uh, what was that one last year? Uh, Dear April. Yeah. And great uh, music. Yeah. That that song that he sang in Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. I got zero faith though, I ain't gonna lie. Yeah, true. Alright. Alright, and now we're here with you know, the real Sac State Swiss Army Knife, Prince Washington, athlete slash musician. And we just wanted to talk to him today a little bit about his journey playing football and, you know, his musical career as well. So welcome to the show, man. Yeah, appreciate y'all for having me. Welcome, brother. Thank you for coming on time. <laughs> so I know Key has a question for you, but I always have an icebreaker for the artists. Yeah. So the first thing I wanted to ask you is, if you were on a deserted island, and you could only listen to one album, like that's like one album, that's it. Mm. What would it be? One album. Uh, if for sure, gotta be something Drake. Something Drake. Something yeah. Drake. <laughs> this is my type. I don't know which album I choose, but it'll for sure be one of Drake albums. For you sure. want to go through it real quick? So we got, so we got Take Care, right? Yeah. But then we got Nothing Was the Same. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Nothing Was the Same. Are you a Views type of person? Views straight. It ain't all that. But you know, but if you had nothing, one, that's nothing not what was, you, nothing was okay. the same for sure. Nothing was the same. Yeah. Are we forgetting if you're reading this, it's too late? Hmm. If you're reading this, it's too late. What about nah, that? Nah, ain't one? nothing wrong with that. Like they all good. That's why right. I'm saying it's mm-hmm. just one of them. Like right. I really could put them on, just randomize and just pick one, and I'll be straight. But one that really stand out was nothing was the same. I remember that. I remember exactly where I was at. Okay, so do you think it would be better than if you could just have like a little collection of like Drake's best Basically. onto like one thing? Like you just get <laughs> Basically, to yeah, 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 just select. So just whatever it is, just Drake best songs, and mm-hmm. it ain't got to be an album. Drake best songs, but yeah. And how long would you make it? Like ten songs, fifteen songs? Uh, if it's the only album I could listen to, as long as possible. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> now, but I feel like that's cheating, though, because <laughs> <right? laughs> like if, if you because if you don't do the Drake package, then that I mean you're not getting those other sixty song albums. You exactly. Know what I'm so you got to right. keep it like twenty or less. Yeah, exactly. Cheating. So it's just Drake best songs. All right. So. so Prince cheated the system a little bit. We don't allow it. <laughs> Thank you for being our second guest. All right, Keith, so you can go ahead and get into the real questions. All right, so I just wanted to know, just off off rip, what does the 4BP stand for in your name? Uh, it's Fort Butler Park, so that's where I'm from. I'm from Fresno, but uh, where I was raised is Butler Park, mm-hmm. and that's uh, basically who I do it for. It's just, I do it from where I'm from, my family, and the people I grew up around, so that's what the 4BP stand for. That makes a lot of sense. And, you know, I feel like one thing that I think we both really like about your music is just, like, you can tell, like, your environment shaped it. Yeah, Does that make sense? sense? So, like, can you kind of, you know, just speak to that a little bit? Like, you know, how you grew up and, like, 
how that translated musically for you? Yeah, so, I mean, I grew up on the east side of Fresno. Mm-hmm. Uh, I ain't going to say it's the best. It, it ain't the worst situation, but it for sure ain't the best. Like, yeah, it's, right. some, it's always somebody that got it worse than you. Right. So, but, yeah, I grew up in the hood. Uh, I, had, I had a good support group around me, though. Mm-hmm. Everybody was older than me. Everybody looked out for me, made sure I had my head on straight. Like, even though if they wasn't doing the right things, they made sure I was doing the right things. You right. know what I mean? So it's just like just growing up in that environment, seeing seeing how people messed up and knowing how to fix it was, like, a big thing with me. So I grew up seeing everybody do the wrong stuff. So it was just basically knowing what not to do at a young age. So that just helped shape me. And just that environment just made me just want to be better than everybody around me. Yeah. made me want to get everybody else out the hood. Yeah. So do all the right stuff to get them out the hood. Mm-hmm. So that was my whole thing growing up. And did that support from the community you was talking about, you know, people just making sure that, you know, you was straight and into the right things, was that because you was playing football or was that just in general? People- it was just, it was, at the time, it was just in general because even growing up at a young age, I was playing basketball more than football. Okay. okay. So I was playing basketball more than football. Uh, I wasn't really even making music yet. At that time, I was just, I was just rapping rapping for fun, rapping on the block with them, yeah. just playing around. They all, shut up. Like, you <laughs> hear me. Like, just shut up. Like, you always just not even making sense. Just and you grew up with older around. folks, too, yeah, right? Yeah, so you was always the youngest one in the I'm group. Always, so they like, yeah. always the youngest one. Yeah, so they yeah. way older than me, so I'm always the youngest one. And I'm just trying rapping, doing everything. They doing every beating me up like, <laughs> like so just being with them it was just it was just growing I just grew up I was way mature for my age yeah so it was just like growing up with them so uh yeah I was just rapping uh playing around playing basketball mm-hmm. and then once I got a little bit older that's when I started playing football yeah and then I started taking like high school actually yeah high school no I started playing football in the seventh grade okay and then uh really started taking it serious a little bit later but then uh I started making music later on and everything it's just kind of mm-hmm. just progressed yeah yeah right could you like map out like a date of when you started you know rapping and you know when you started doing football did that kind of like happened at the same time or uh no nah, I start so I started playing football in the seventh grade mm-hmm. and yeah that was my first year playing football and then I started rapping my uh, my senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but like when you say rapping, you mean actual putting rap music out? Cause yeah, because really you was on the porch with it, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah I really young. I really was on the porch with it. Yeah, for yeah. So, but uh, so it, it happened because all right. So my homie had a little home studio my senior year, mm-hmm. and then he always tell me like pull up, pull up, and then I just he was like make let's make a song, and I just went over there and just I just made one one day, mm-hmm. and then he put it out, and then everybody was like talking about my part it was like hey bro you guys you just I'm like all right for sure I'm like it was fun too I mean I'm always I'm like damn I didn't even know I could, I could record myself at the at, at home like all this so I just from there I just got my own own little home studio stuff and then from there just kept taking it further and further yeah for sure and oh you got something I oh, know go ahead I was just gonna say and so but you made the switch so it was basketball first yeah, and then so, football. Yeah, so when did that switch come in? Uh, it didn't really. So probably so seventh grade is when I started playing football, but I was still playing basketball too <laughs> all the years. But then I want to say probably like going into my freshman year of high school, I didn't want to play football no more. Yeah, I just wanted to play basketball. Mm-hmm. And then the homie dad, Dennis, the homie dad, uh, mm-hmm. his dad, uh, he called me and was like, "Practice just started today. Where you at?" <laughs> I was like, nah, I ain't playing football. I'm trying to play varsity as a freshman for basketball. 
he was like, nah, come out here. You you playing football. Like, you playing football. And then I was just like, all right, whatever. So I went out there, and I was I was late to the team. And then from there, I just kept playing football. I was still playing basketball, too. Yeah. And then probably, like, my junior year, like, my football coaches was always telling me, like, nah, you a football player. You're not a basketball player. You're a yeah. football player. And I'm like, I don't want to listen to you. I ain't listening <laughs> to y'all. I play both. That's what I'm telling them. I play both. Right. And whichever one will pop. Whichever one work, work. Mm-hmm. And then uh, eventually, uh, probably like my junior year is when I was like really taking football serious and was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. So you could have been a triple threat. So hey, hooping, I football, music. Sure. Man. I, I, hey, I always had that dream. I was like, I wanted to play football and basketball in college. Mm-hmm. That's what I wanted to do. I was like, I don't know nobody that did it, but yeah. I want to do both. And then just got to the time, probably like my junior and senior year, I was like, nah, I'm really playing football. I'm going to stick with that. That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. So you said you started rapping in uh, the senior year mm-hmm. of high school. Yeah, high, high school. school. Yeah. So when did you start it? You know, quote unquote, like gaining like clout and people like really starting to notice like your music and stuff like that. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's the exact time because I feel like I feel like when I when I made that first song, a lot of people, a lot of people supported it from then and was like you you actually make good music like you actually came hard on your part and then so i feel like when i was dropping music when i started dropping like people was rocking with it and then i i feel like it just grew it wasn't like a set time where i'm like oh now i'm starting to get people liking it was just Mm -hmm. like every year just grew a little bit more so it wasn't really like a set point yeah and what was the first song that you dropped the by myself yes, or with my friend? By yourself. It's called Game Day. That's Game the Day? first song I Game dropped. Mm-hmm. I remember that. The first song it was I a dropped. Little pre-game was anthem. <laughs> it was I I dropped it when I had a basketball game, on mm-hmm. a day of a basketball yeah. game. So and I didn't know what to call it. So I'm like, hey, it's game day. So I was just like, it just went from there. You had the locker room fired up? For real. <laughs> <laughs> what the co- coaches coming up to me talking about it. I'm like, just everybody, I feel like everybody was rocking with it from the jump. So mm-hmm. that just pushed me to keep going. Okay, so one thing I'm really impressed with, you know, just with your journey is that, you know, I mean, football at the highest level, like it's one thing to play, you know, football on the weekends, mm-hmm. little flag, two-hand touch, wrap-up, and then also be making music. You know, it's one thing to be good at football yeah. and make music or vice versa. It's one thing to, you know, take football real serious, but then, you know, kind of music like, I can rap, but I'm not really trying to do that. Yeah, like you, you're literally, you're an artist and an athlete at the same time facts. at the top level. So I want to know, like, I want to know what that's like. So senior year of high school seems to be when you started taking, like, the artistry seriously mm-hmm. and had, you know, an athletic commitment at the same time. So, like, can you kind of just map out, like, senior year of high school all the way through your journey at Sac State now yeah. doing all that? Uh, Well, really, it, I feel like what a lot of people don't understand, well, they understand, but they don't really understand. Like, it's 24 hours in a day. Yeah. Right. Like, you could do a lot of stuff in one day. So I could I could be rapping. I could go to football practice. And then I had AAU practice. Mm-hmm. Like, high school high school was probably harder than college, if I'm really being True. honest, because you at school all day. You Or I got started before school. Before school, we either got football or basketball in the morning. Mm-hmm. And then we got football or basketball after school. And then I got either AAU or 7-on-7 practice after that. Mm-hmm. And then it's like I got homework. And then after that, it's like now I'm trying to make music. Right. Then then when's stew time coming? Yeah. Right. You feel me? So yeah. I feel like college was even easier because, like, I got a lot more free time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the schoolwork's still not hard for me. I still, like, I'm... I'm 
schoolwork still wasn't hard, so it's like I got a lot more free time. Now it's like it's easy now. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, yeah, just growing up uh, in high school, it probably was a little bit more hard. It was harder because I didn't have as much time, as free time, or didn't have the ways to move around like I am now, like I can now. So I feel like it was for sure harder back then. Have you ever been in a situation over the past like four or five years, you know, with the music thing where maybe coaches was like, hey, why don't you like focus a little more on this? Cause you know, I see you dropping songs, but mm -hmm. like, did that ever come up or did they nah, always just have full faith in you? Nah, they, uh, they ain't never, they ain't never said nothing like that. Like okay. I went to University of Wyoming before I came to Sac State okay. and they ain't say nothing back then. They actually, they like all, they was all supportive. They liked it. I made a, I made a song about the football team. They mm -hmm. was all, yeah. they, they liked everything. And then, uh, I want to say one time in high school, one time in high school, the basketball coach said something once, but that was really about it. That was the only time ever something happened. Even mm -hmm. here, the coach is all supportive of what I do because when I show up to football, they know I'm here for football mm -hmm. and they know they can see me putting in extra work. So I'm putting in more time than other people. So I'm putting in extra work, doing everything that I need to can that I can do for football and I'm doing everything outside of football mm -hmm. so they know i put my work in okay yeah and so what made you transfer from uh wyoming to sac state how'd you get here uh just the whole situation like i just didn't like how the situation happened i was uh mm -hmm. i was like third on the depth chart okay. uh, i was supposed to be rotating and all that and then i got hurt right before our yeah. first game and then i'm on special teams too and then right after that i Dropped to the bottom of the depth chart right after I got hurt. Was that freshman year? Nah, it was my sophomore, sophomore? year. Sophomore, okay. Yeah, so I dropped to the depth chart after I got hurt. Uh, it was all off the special teams. So from then, I just didn't like how the coaches handled that situation. Mm -hmm. So I was just like, I need to, I need a fresh start. And then Sac State kind of gave you that. Yeah, for sure. That's I love that. Up. Yeah. What uh, what I wanted to know. So you know, there's there's hoopers and. And ballers at the same time, you know, like the famous ones like Dame Lillard and Miles mm -hmm. Bridges and all that, um, you know, and you being from Fresno. I just want to know, like, where do you uh, draw your inspiration from or who do you like, who inspires you musically as an artist? Uh, honestly, I don't, it's not just one person that inspires me at a, as an artist. I don't really draw inspiration from one person. Uh, I like music as a whole. So I listen to a lot of different artists. I listen to basically everybody and it's not one person that I look at and was like oh I want to do that or I want to do this because at the time like yeah it wasn't really no football players that was really rapping it right. wasn't no it wasn't no basketball players that was like and then I wanted to play basketball and football I wanted to do something that was never happened before right so it's like I wanted to play basketball football and be a rapper so it's just like I just wanted to set a set a, a new new trend and be different so it just it kind of just happened I love that. So, you know, we listen to uh, your projects. I listened to um, Listen to Me. Loved it. Appreciate it. Uh, I thought it was, like, really, like, um, like, there's some realness to it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's personable. Substance. Um, yeah, substance. You know what I mean? And uh, the tracks were crazy good. And uh, there's this one track that you have. It's called um, <sighs> Philophobia. Mm-hmm. Uh, can you explain what that means? <laughs> so it's like the fear of love. And with me, I, like growing up in the hood, they always teach you like show no love, like like show no love. So that was just my main thing. It was just show no love. 
And even if you have love for somebody or you love other people, just don't wear your heart on your sleeve because people will take advantage of that. Yeah. So you could love somebody dearly. You could be friends with somebody and all that, but just don't show love because they'll take advantage of that. And then you just don't want to. It's not even appearing weak. It's just having a weakness that people think that they could exploit. Yeah. So just basically that's just what fear of love is and kind of like fear of commitment, kind of just not wanting to have regrets and stuff like that. So that's kind of where that song came from, and it just went from there. I loved it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I really love the way you explain that because it makes me think about, you know, why I like your music because uh-huh. I mean I feel like you make the songs like fun and all like you're not yeah. like it's not no snoozing type tracks nice. on there but at the same time like what you just said is a you know a fun way of saying yeah, 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 for sure. like what you just explained there so articulately yeah. you know what yeah. I mean and I really I really like that about your music so you dropped two projects last year yeah. one in January and one in August yeah okay so the first ones don't talk to me and the mm-hmm. second ones listen to me yeah, see, when we was on pre-production, I was in charge of Don't Talk To Me. Like, that's when I had to have my headphones. I listened to some of your other songs, too, uh-huh. but I was really I was really listening to that one. And, uh-huh. I mean, pretty much everything he just said and I kind of started talking about, like, I love the way that your music is, you know, it's it's deep, it's substantial, mm-hmm. but it's also, you know what I'm saying, fun. Yeah, and that's, that's partially to how I was raised mm-hmm. because I might be going to, I might be living in the hood, I'm with all the homies that probably ain't doing something they supposed to be doing, and then I'm going to school on the opposite side of town with, uh, where the majority is white people, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. in, a, it's in a, a better part of the city. So yeah. I grew up on the east side, but I went to high school on the north side. Mm-hmm. So it's like just being able to see both sides and be able to handle myself in both sides and stay yeah. the same person. Like it's not like I got to be two different people when yeah. I'm like, you feel me? I don't got to be a different person when I'm around my school friends and a different person when I'm around my neighborhood friends. I'm the same person in both situations, in both areas. So just being able to have those both those two environments was able to, you could see it in my music. Yeah. Like, I could talk about something from the hood, and I could talk about something that's deeper because I'm smart, too. Mm-hmm. So that's I feel like that's for sure uh, comes out of my music. Yeah, and I think that should go well for you with just making your music more, you know, palatable, more relatable. Facts. You know what I mean? Because I, I feel like you cover a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. It's like you got, you, you was making songs that, you know, you could just listen to in the locker room and mm-hmm. just all, you know, bounce to, but then you got songs about relationships. Yeah. You got songs about, you know, a fear of love or a fear of what love can what type of hurt love can bring about. Yeah. You know, you got songs about just, you know, like environment, stuff right. like that. And I think all of that, I think all of that is dope. And, uh, you know, you dropped those two projects last year. We're going to put you on the spot. Which one do you like better? Uh, <laughs> nah, I like, I like Listen To Me better. Listen To Me. So yeah. I had, I had, I actually made Listen To Me first. I made most of the songs from Listen To Me first. Okay. And then it was during, that was mainly during quarantine. And then, I didn't want to drop it at the time because I just didn't feel like it was a good time to drop it. So I just kept making more music, and then I was just gonna drop some, probably like an EP or just some just some singles. And then I just kept making music, and by that time I had a whole another tape. <laughs> and I was like, "Dang, I got a whole another tape done. I'm gonna drop this before I drop the Listen to Me one." Yeah. Because I feel like Listen to Me was like when I really started being able to really explain myself, really right. really uh, put my feelings into words, and it was I got. I just wanted to get deeper than the surface and really let people know more about me. So that's where I really had listened to me, and I wanted to stash that away for a little bit. I was like, I'm going to wait for that one, and then I just dropped Don't Talk To Me. And then from there, it was just, all right, now, once I felt like it was time, that's when I dropped Listen To Me. For sure. 
So you had a big year then. Two albums. Uh-huh. I mean, we know what Sac State football did last semester. Yeah. I know that you got, you know, hurt at the beginning of the season, mm-hmm. right? A couple games in. Yeah. Um, but you was still, you know, very much part of that team, right? Facts. So how how was it like how how was it a good year for you? You know what I'm saying? Like how how's that been for you? Yeah, it's 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 up, I had ups and downs. Yeah. So this year was for sure challenging. Mm-hmm. Uh, getting hurt in the second game that was that was hard mentally. Mm-hmm. So that was something that I had to I had to really deal with because I, I never really had to. It was I felt like it was my time. Like, yeah. I felt like it was really my time to shine. I'm starting corner. I'm pushing. I'm trying to have a good year to go to the NFL. Yeah. And then I feel like everything just shattered right in front of me. So mm-hmm. I get hurt in the second game and I'm trying hard to come back. And then it's just it's just not working. Yeah. I'm doing everything I can, and literally at one of the practices that I'm trying to go right before the game, I literally asked myself like, God, what is my purpose? Yeah. Like I really asked myself like I'm after I came out like I couldn't run, and I'm like, God, what is my purpose? Like I put in all this extra work. I'm working harder than everybody else, and then right when it's my time to shine, I get hurt, and I basically feel like I lost it all. But then it all worked out, and I got my medical red shirt, and I got this year back. So now I know everything happened for a reason, and it's not gonna happen on your time, and it's gonna happen on God's timing. So, so you gonna get to stay and play yeah, 22, so. 23 season? Yeah. So I got That's this year back. Yes, so That's amazing. Like next season. Yes, and, sir. And so, um, I'm real sorry about the way that you know injury stuff shook out. Mm-hmm. Did it give you time though to kind of? you know, reflect and, you know, do things that might, you know, positively impact your artistry at least? Yeah, 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 for sure. Like, during the time I was hurt, I spent a lot of time, like, reflecting. Mm-hmm. Like, during the whole time, I'm usually the person with somebody going through something, I'll pick them up, like, I'll tell them, like, it's going to be all right. Uh, mm-hmm. You can only control what you can control, stuff like that. Like, I'm the person that's always uplifting somebody else. Mm-hmm. And then when it came time that I was going through it, I had to try to uplift myself. Yeah. And at times it was hard because it was like I'm telling myself one thing, but at the same time I'm not listening to myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, you can, like, everything happened for a reason, but at the same time I'm thinking, like, What's the reason for me getting hurt, losing my whole seat? Like you feel me? Yeah. So I'm trying, I'm trying hard to, to, to basically help myself. But yeah, I just kept making music, uh, try to find the beauty and everything. Started taking the details, like taking nothing for granted. That's a big thing. Yeah. Like I made sure I didn't take nothing for granted, and I know that nothing's promised. So right. That was a. So um, it is a new year. You know, 2022. Do you have any music that you have? potentially dropping this year yeah i'm probably i'm probably just gonna drop some singles honestly uh i got i got some music done it's just trying to find the right time to drop it really right yeah yeah is that is part of that because of you know what you need to lock in and what you know you need to do uh on the field this year you know what uh, i mean like no nah, not even because uh, music doesn't take away from anything i'm doing on the field right so it's not like a either or mm-hmm. um it's kind of just it's kind of just a feeling thing. You don't like I don't plan like really plan out when I need to have a song done by when I need to have something drop by. It's just a feeling thing. Cuz if you try to force it then it's not going to come out how you want it to. Right. It's not going to come out authentic. You just want to feel it and whenever you have that feeling, whenever you feel like you can express yourself or you feel like you need to express yourself, then that's when it happens. Right on. All right. Well, Thank you, Prince, for joining us. Yeah, appreciate y'all. We really appreciate you having you on the second episode of Keys in yeah. D Minor. And um, you can check out Prince 4BP's music on, where you at, Spotify? All platforms, Prince 4BP, all platforms. You can find it anywhere. Just 
Look up Prince for BP. Before you go, we just want to know, uh, what would you like, you know, people who haven't heard your music and, uh, you know, you know, listeners at Sac State and the State Hornet, um, what would you like them to know about you and your music? Uh, I just want you to know, just, just give it a chance. Just listen to me and listen to it with open ears and just know that, uh, just listen to it <laughs> really <laughs> just listen to it i can't even tell i can't even tell what's what i can't even tell you what to think of it honestly right. i can't i can't hold you to expectations or nothing like that just listen to it and just you tell me what you think really love that and so that concludes our second episode of keys and d minor make sure to be checking out statehornet.com but you can also listen to the podcast on spotify Apple Podcasts. You can listen to some of our other shows. I ain't even run a race. See you coming with a cape. Think you finna say today. Like, bop, bop, bop. Make a play. The way they fall at four.